Welcome back to the Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry. I'm based at Windsor Auctions. No, in Windsor, weirdly enough. And I'm joined by... I've got to say, we didn't put a lot of thought into the names of our auction houses, did we? Windsor Auctions based in Windsor. Lime Bay Auctions based in Lime Bay. That comes up in conversation with potential clients more often than you would think. I suppose our company names are highly representative. You know, Lime Bay Auctions. We're an auction house in Lime Bay. Windsor, it's a, that's what it says on the tin. Yeah, you know, we know where we are. We know where we're based. And we know what we do. And we know what we do. <laughs> I don't even know why we're having this conversation. Hi, Harry. How are you? Uh, mate, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, in a previous pub, we talked about the fact we're spending far too much time together, which uh, proves to be true, does it not? Um, I would say we have spent far too much time together over the last week without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, or dear listener, drink, please drink at this point. Uh, we spent, uh, four days together, uh, doing three days of auctioneering and mm, it has to be mm. said that by halfway through day three, um, my sparkling upbeat personality <laughs> was driving Simon to complete distraction. <laughs> it did move from sparkling to damn right giddy, though, didn't it, at one point? I mean, our response to a stress and... But what did we do? Something like 15 hours on the rostrum, 16 hours on the rostrum over the three days? Yeah, a bit more, yeah. yeah no, 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 more than that. 18 hours on the rostrum over three days... Mm. Uh, your response to fatigue, numbers and tiredness and mine are polar opposite. Yeah. Um, well, I just open more packets of jelly babies and get louder and more sort of um, Tigger-like. You don't. <laughs> I contemplate jumping off the rostrum <laughs> and trying to land on my head. Whilst you whilst... just keep shoveling in the jelly babies. <laughs> Whilst, without a care in the be, world. Whilst beating me with to death with my own gavel is the look. Um <laughs> that what will make our listener laugh is that the only thing that protected me at Lime Bay auctions was that, and we've discussed this recently, is that uh Simon's wife has joined us on the rostrum manning one of the terminals for online bidding. And um, I think that she was able to keep Simon from um, just knocking me out, really. <laughs> it does add an interesting dynamic to the chat over the evening meal now that I've got my wife Susie uh, on the rostrum with me so that she can now comment and critique my auctioneering as well as everything else I do in life. So, I mean, literally, there is nothing... <laughs> There is nothing sacred in my life anymore. There is nothing left, quite frankly, that isn't under constant scrutiny from my dearly beloved. I love every minute of it because <laughs> it saves saves me from getting into trouble. Um, I've got an update for you, Simon. Update me, Harry, please. So in previous pod episode, a uh, chap called uh, Hugo asked the question, what is the most important personality trait strength someone would need to be in auctioneer? And you came yeah. up with a very good answer. However, we put it out on our socials and various people. Did we have people, a response? Well, we did. Various people in and out of the trade uh, came back. Claire Durham, who's a valuer and auctioner. Auctioneer? Auctioner? That's auctioner. what I do now. I'm an auctioner. Auctioneer. 
Uh, thick skin. You need a thick skin. <laughs> thick skin. Okay, yeah, good. Mm. Uh, Michael Baggett, uh, who we do take seriously, but I don't think you should take his Twitter uh, comments too seriously, uh, ladies and gentlemen, all the time. He's got very many good points, but he does take the mickey sometimes because it's you know life's too short to be serious all the time. The ability to both take and throw a good punch was what he had to say about it. Uh, Mike, uh, Michael, I am with you 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that emotion. This was quite fun because um, uh, Simon doesn't read uh, below the line for very good re- reason, I hasten to add. I suggest that this might be one of them, right? The way you're speeding yeah. this up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this might set you off. Well, that's good news. I, we're, we're now 120 miles apart, so I feel comfortable chatting around here with you. Um, <laughs> so somebody who calls himself, of course, I always like the ones on Twitter and social media who don't use their own names. Oh, because that's and then, can, and then can say whatever they like. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Uh, we're out there. We use our own names on everything. We say, we know, we'll if we get it wrong, we'll apologise. But, you know, we got to say it. So Timch, spelt T-I-M-C-H, is his handle on Twitter. And his comment was, judging by the commission rates, a brass neck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh... You got comments or do you want to keep your comments to yourself? Or, or at least try and keep them PG, because that's, that's the we've got that on the podcast. It's interesting, isn't it? Tim the Chimp or whatever your name is. <laughs> it's interesting, Mr. Chimp, that A, you're not brave enough to come and actually say that to my face, <laughs> and B... Or the face of any other auctioneer. That's yeah, what I exactly. mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, by the way, do you know what sort of commission, or as they call it, profit, you pay to, I don't know, Ikea or Tesco's or any of the big corporates no, you don't, because it's quite a lot, and you probably wouldn't want to know. However, we, as auctioneers, publish exactly how much we're going to make out of selling items, either on your behalf or to you, which gives you the choice as to whether or not to buy or sell through us, because it's very transparent. And if you don't like it, guess what? So, Simon, Vicky Greenway from Rosebreeze, the lovely auctioneer. I'm hoping I'm going to love Vicky. <laughs> Vicky, she says, a sense of humour and good eye contact. Okay, I've the eye contact's gone because I'm now blurry and just angry. <laughs> and the sense of humour, I'm sorry, Vicky, I've lost that completely now. Uh, Vicky Greenway. Uh, Thanks to, to Tim in, the Chip. <laughs> In my defence, I did set it up so that they'd be in that order because I knew what Simon's reaction would be to Timch. Gareth Wasp, uh, he uh, thinks you need to be being composed whilst under pressure. Oh, well, I've blown that, haven't I? Thanks very much, though. (laughs) Do you know what? He's absolutely right, and that's probably something I need to learn. (laughs) And what I'm loving about this is that I put those together in an order that I knew what the outcome would be. (laughs) Thank you for that. Oh, dear. Um, Right, so um, we... God, didn't we have a busy week? Holy moly. Um, interesting. Uh, Windsor, starting with Windsor, uh, we had uh, a two-day sale, uh, one of our larger sales that we've ever done, over a 1,000 lots. We had some really lovely um, antiques um, and things in uh, in our sales. We had a collection of uh, boxes, writing slopes. We had a collection of bronzes. We had a lovely collection of watches and clocks. Mm. And it was a record breaker, and we did have great fun. Um, but... I tell you what, the shipping now, and I'm 
careful here because Paul Laidlaw will say that we're it's not easy. It's not easy, the shipping. Um, and we do a lot in-house. And I know a lot of auction houses are not doing that at the moment because it's such a chore. But getting stuff around the country at the minute. And I have to tell you, we work with a lot of fantastic couriers. But we have seen some absolutely horrific situations in the last uh, 72 hours where couriers have literally smashed things up, throwing them onto lorries in front of us. And we've taken photos to protect ourselves, obviously, and then rung the clients and said, we cannot hold any, we have no responsibility from these people that uh, you've hired, somehow you've hired them, I don't know where they've come from. We've had, I mean, beautiful sets of chairs snapped in half, a beautiful uh, Louis-style bed, just destroyed. And, Sad, and, isn't it? And, and, and you know, our, our porters will help couriers load lorries and vans and all the rest of it. And they go, no, no, you can't touch it. You can't touch it. And then you watch. And that, that well, they're trained to deal with all this stuff. And then you watch these people. I, I don't understand where they're coming from. And that is not talking, I'm not talking about all couriers, because loads of the couriers we work with all the time, and they're absolutely lovely and pack and wrap and do it all properly. But, oh, God, I tell you, it's heartbreaking. That's why I'm bringing it up. But it was a fabulous sale, a beautifully curated sale. The photography was brilliant at Windsor. Uh, the jewellery, I don't, I mean, I that's the most expensive mantle clock we've ever sold without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, it, it was just yeah. really, really good. And it was, and I They're think fun, back, yeah. And I think back to the days of when we started Windsor auctions and, you know, there were probably, there were probably 30 or 40 lots in that sale that we sold single items that made more or double than our first auction take. Yeah, entire yeah, yeah. auction. Yeah. So, yeah. and I kind of look back on that very proudly, Harry. But also, I also think if you are starting an auction house, if you are starting out in business, um, and you are looking at your little spreadsheet like we all do, and saying, "Well, it wasn't a great month. That didn't cover the costs. That's not really kept the lights on." Keep going because. It can come good. And if you really believe in it, if you really keep going, if you learn from your mistakes, if you're resilient and apparently have a brass neck, I don't know, whatever <laughs> it is you need, draw on it. Because, you know, I have to say, I look at that auction at Windsor and it was spectacular. It was spectacular from the point of view that we had some wonderful clients that entrusted us with beautiful items to sell on their behalf. Not yeah. an easy thing. A lot of trust and a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of relationship building needs to be done. So well done to you, Harry, for that. But then to sit on the rostrum and hammer through so many amazing high quality lots and achieve good prices for them. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. I enjoyed every minute of it. I really did. And it, it's it's been a long time coming to break the auction house record. You know, the last one. But this was done in some spectacular style. So fantastic. I mean, a lot well of done to the team. Well yeah, done the team, to the team. The team did well. The team are um, quite tired. <laughs> it was it was very obvious because of the volume, the yeah. photography, that, that, that the Windsor Auctions, our Windsor Auctions team did a spectacular job and worked incredibly hard to put that yeah, sale together. They really so did. They really very did. Proud, very proud of them. It's very funny though, isn't it? Because, and this is, I've been talking to people about this all week, that 
obviously doing what we do sitting at the front and doing all the bidding and you know taking all the bids and all the rest of it you're very much the sort of front person of the auction day aren't you and people say oh you you had a great sale and you're like well actually Mm. that this sale started eight weeks ago or 10 weeks ago and a crew of people have put it together curated it photographed it put it together and i've just and you and i have just sat in the rostrum Taking all the credit, gavel, taking all the done. credit, and it's it's interesting, isn't it? How auctioneers get all the. And I've been saying, no, you oh, need yeah. to talk to this chap over here, or uh, Emma in the office, or Sarah in the office, and Graham and Ray and Pete and Little Pete and all these people who at Windsor make it all um, happen. Whether they're uh, portraying or clearing your house or collecting it or lugging stuff around or photographing or describing or valuing, it's um it's interesting. But as you say, just as an aside. For any small business owner, when you set up, it is hard work. It's tough. And you do really long hours. It is tough. It is tough. And they whether you start at, you know, and we're not, you know, we run a lovely, happy business that, you know, um, and we enjoy what we do. But just stick with it. And if you stick with it and do the hours and try and do it with a smile on your face, you will, you'll come right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. And, I, and you know, at the moment, people are going through a tough old time. And so that would be my message. Um, but get a good crew around you. It doesn't have to be a huge crew. Just needs to be a good crew who all work together for the same cause, for the same business. And that works really well. Right. Okay. Um, but then we went to Devon on the Monday, didn't we? Oh, I stopped we at Stonehenge on sunday for an update um i get admonished now because i so sh- i i post from uh i always stop at stonehenge on my way down to see you um and do a little video and say you know here's a link to the lime bay catalog for monday and all the rest of it and uh, i got admonished because i was an hour late in posting apparently <laughs> there you go I mean, yeah Suffice to say, I'd like to tell everybody, I was just stuck on the A303. It wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> but then we went to Devon and uh, we saw Pablo the dog. Pablo's in quite a lot of trouble, by the way. Oh, really? What's Pablo done now? Pablo did a runner from the auction house, uh, chased a band of school children down the main road. Oh, no. And unfortunately, dear listener, Pablo, who is six months old and still has all his bits, he gave him quite a energetic cuddle and over an over exuberant cuddle yeah we had to catch him and return him to come back to the auction house get in his pen and have a long hard think about what he'd done <laughs> um other than that we had an auction yeah. we were on the rostrum we had two platforms running and um, i've got a little wine about this oh good luck with, with that. two platforms with two platforms it takes longer to download the data and the results onto the system and one platform means that you can't collect from that platform in the hour after the sale and that's just how it is (laughs) that's just how it is that's just life just i'm really sorry about it we can't do anything about it it's just technology we're really sorry it's not under our control it's just how it is so don't be rude about it (laughs) here endeth here endeth the whinge i've got i've got a whinge Okay, I've got a whinge about me. (laughs) No, it's not about you, this one. It's not about you. This is my whinge. If you are an auction customer and you live in central London and you decide to buy a fishing boat on a trailer from an auction house called Lime Bay Auctions or any other one, quite frankly, in Devon or Cornwall or wherever, but if you live in central London, don't 
just buy the fishing boat on the trailer and then ring up and demand to have it delivered to central London. That's not how this thing works. (laughs) And when told (sighs) that we wouldn't be delivering said fishing boat on a trailer, it's not like it. Jiffy bags don't come in that size, (laughs) madam, I would suggest. Or sir. This was madam, trust me. (laughs) Oh, okay. We're, oh, we're, no, going, we're going specific, are we? Oh, we let's are try, going specific. Let's try, yeah, okay, let's try and not put a name to them. In an attempt to help, um, because it was then uh, announced that uh, Madam did have a Desres somewhere in Cornwall. Right. So we said, well, wouldn't, wouldn't said boat be more appropriately moored in Cornwall? Well, yes, I suppose, I suppose it would. Right. Okay. Well, that's two hours away. So that's more like it. Um, and when we give you a price to have it delivered to your Desres in Cornwall, which is clearly your second home and has clearly booted out some local family into the ditches of the countryside because you want a second home and then decide that's too expensive to come back and try and renege on the purchase because, and I quote, we hadn't thought we'd need a tow bar. We hadn't thought we'd need a tow bar. And one has been to the garage and uh, my car isn't suitable for a tow bar. And therefore, we'd like to now not buy the boat. These are all questions you ask before you buy the boat, right? In the land of normality. Apparently not. Apparently, we just buy the boat, mess everybody around for weeks on end. We come up with multiple solutions, all of which are rejected and then we just want to back out of the sale. I now have a very angry seller saying, I watched it get sold, Simon. I know that you sold. Yeah, we did, but we sold it to a moron. So uh, the gavel and the gavel, we now have a therapy section in our podcast <laughs> where Simon and Harry uh, just yell at the, at the Just sc- scream at a microphone, basically. I um, mean, I, think I don't you... get it. I don't get it, Harry. I just don't get no, it. No, no, I understand you where you're coming from. You don't randomly buy a fishing boat with no clue as to how you are going to get it to where you want it to go. Oh, I was also told, we were actually also told, we've realised now (laughs) that you need a car to launch it. It doesn't launch itself. Let's look at the bigger picture here. Um, One of the issues we have... I I am looking at the bigger picture. It's, it's It's a fishing boat. It's right outside my window. It's still here. That'll be the problem, Harry. There's a big picture <laughs> there is a- right in front of me. It's called a fishing boat on a trailer. <laughs> um, I um, The bigger picture is that when you are buying an auction, um, it is important that you do Ooh. a little bit of research um, and do check things out. Um, we've had recent um, purchases where somebody bought a huge volume of weights and scale weights and, you know, all the rest. Of- I mean, but oh, like a yes, hundred. I remember them. Yeah, yeah. And then asked us to ship them, and then was astounded at the cost of selling the ki- uh, of shipping them. However, if you buy a hundred kilos of brass scale weights, it's going to cost a few quid to move it around the country. The clue is in the name. <laughs> weight. It's got some weight because they're weights. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, a little bit of research prior to the event. And then my favourite one, my favourite one this month from our sale, and I, I'm worried now that I'm going to set Simon off further, was a um, a Georgian uh, or Georgian-ish uh, wooden towel rail. So we all know what a towel rail looks yeah. like. And they asked us if they we could pop it, pop it in a jiffy and send it to London. 
What? <laughs> I didn't get involved in that conversation. I didn't get involved in the conversation. But I believe from our end in the office, um, it was respectful but short. Mm, mm, I imagine it was. <laughs> we we had one just recently um, where the lady, uh, sorry, the individual, that's not too specific, um, bought a beautiful mid-century sideboard and uh, then decided she wasn't going to pay for it because she hadn't worked out how to get it to Latvia. That's not good, is it? I've got nothing. I really have got nothing. I'm like, at what point as you're pressing bid, 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 do you think, I wonder wonder, wonder how this massive mid-century sideboard is going to magically materialise itself into my Latvian living room. (laughs) Apparently that never occurred to her until after she bought said item. Unbelievable. I'm looking forward to other auctioneers chipping in on our social medias as they rant and rave about the most ridiculous things that people have asked them to <laughs> ship around we the country. Do. We the, should, that's it. Or the odd reason why they go, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to back out of that sale. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. I'm just not going to buy that. That's all right, isn't it? Mm, not really. That's not especially. how it works. It's not how auctions no. work. No. But going back to your uh, sale at um, Lime Bay, comics now. Yes. I know nothing about comics, thank God. But we have somebody, Mark, who does know something about comics. Didn't they do well? They do well. Didn't they do well? They did well. And and it didn't seem to matter what comic, what subject matter. Uh, they were, there was the Hulk captain. I mean, I don't know. Why am I? I don't know any of the hell stuff. I'm talking about. No. I can't remember. That's anything. why we've got a mark, thankfully. Uh, captain America, Thor, God knows, all those sort of people. They were making, and these were some of these were vintage, obviously not printed yesterday. Some of these were great, and they made hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that got you over your boats outside your office front door. <laughs> I oh, didn't realise this boat geez. was such an issue. It's becoming an issue. Yes, it really is becoming an issue. Um, do you know one of those lots where you think, in hindsight, shouldn't, shouldn't have got started that. that. Shouldn't have started that at all. Yeah, I feel really the should. same about the sauna that was in our <laughs> set. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. Uh, so we had a massive antique sale and a friend of the firm, uh, a very dear friend of the firm, he had, and I think we would suggest bought a brand new sauna in error <laughs> how this had happened we didn't get involved we didn't we never ask our clients how you buy a sauna in error but so we got all the way to the end of our antique sale on the saturday and two clients whose properties had lots of antiques in them insisted that we sell two items the penultimate item was a mobility scooter which sold and the mm-hmm. last item of the day was a six and a half thousand pound sauna uh, that the gentleman very kindly said would, he would arrange delivery of this purpose built, ready to go, plug it in and sit in it sauna. Oh dear, the amount of flack and emails I've had about that thing. I've tried everything. I've tried to sell it to the rugby club. I've tried, and they're like, Harry, and, and also it, they're not huge, are they? These portable ones. So, oh, I, no, they're not. No. Oh, then it was hysterical. But yeah, so the sauna didn't go well. I don't know. I, oh, God. Yeah, you got to laugh. The things we see. Now, I've got, let's talk about things we see. I've got a fabulous clearance coming up in Lyme Regis. Lovely lady, father's gone into a home, need to sort the house out. And I was given the heads up before I met her to do the sort of house call, do the quote and all the rest of it, that, um, that this was 
a hoarder's house. Okay, so uh, and primarily he hoarded tools, so planes, all manner of woodworking, metalworking tools. So I'm expecting Harry, as you probably are at the moment, to go in and find utter chaos, you know, because it's a hoarder's house. And, you know, we've seen lots of them and all the rest of it. I have met the tidiest hoarder in all of Great Britain. So I walk into the lounge. It's a standard lounge, the three-piece suite and the TV, and there's some ornaments dotted around, not at all in sight. I kind of said, I'm confused. I thought this was a... She went, hmm, okay, well, let, let me show you this. So all around the outside was sort of seating that he built, and all of the cushions lifted up to reveal compartments, all full of tools. We then went into the kitchen... And there's a larder. You open the larder door, rammed with tools. He only had a plate and a knife and a fork and a cup. Guess why? Because all of the kitchen cupboards were full of... Tools. I couldn't live in this house. Where's the donuts and the jelly babies? The, the fridge <laughs> had tools in it. The bathroom cabinets had tools. This man was is the tidiest hoarder <laughs> you've ever seen. He has got rid of everything in his house and anywhere... Right. And I promise you, no word of a lie, big built-in uh, bedroom units. You've got it. Open them up. No clothes. Tools. <laughs> Who needs those? Who needs those? They've all been hoyed out the door. Literally, all his planes, his vintage screwdrivers, his measuring equipment, all the rest of it. There's then a door in the back of his bedroom, which I assume was a cupboard. No, 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 no. No. You open that up a flight of steps into the loft space. Tools everywhere, but unbelievable. You've never seen anything. The tidiest hoarder I've ever come across in my life. What an absolute star. Loved him. Well, there's an auction on its own. There, we will be having a specialist tool sale for him. And uh, bless him, he obviously cared and loved about it. He didn't just hoard them and throw them, buy them and throw them into a corner. He's, he's taken care of them. So there will be a specialist tool sale. And I have committed that because he's an elderly gentleman and bless him he's now gone into a, a a home locally that once we've lotted the sale up i will take a laptop up to the home and we will go through you know all of his tools and how it's lotted up and all the pictures and all the rest of it so that he can see it and we can show him how to watch the live sale when it happens and bless him he's really excited about it so that's a bit of fun. That is a bit of fun. And nice to hear you're going the extra mile. He's not all bad shouting about Ma a, a lady, Ma a lady, was it? With a with a ship with her fishing boat? Why are you starting me on that again? I've just got to the just, nice I, bit. It's like poking because the bear. He's, but look, I've gone past that and now you've brought me you've triggered me all the way back to the boat. You you've triggered me. I haven't I've, triggered I've you. only just learnt that as a word, so I'm gonna use it a lot. Oh yeah, that's gonna come up. Be a lot of triggering. Gaslighting was last year's word and this year's that's it. triggering. Today it's uh, today it's definitely triggering. <laughs> But that will be good. That will be good. And that, that is was a nice a, that clearance. A, that sounds good fun. It's going to be exciting, that is. And it, and the nice thing is, is that despite the fact that he's collected all of these tools, despite the fact that, um, you know, he obviously loves them, he's told his daughter, one day we'll sell all of this and it will, so no pressure, by the way, um, <laughs> and, and we'll make some money. Um, and he's actually, you know how a lot of people, they don't like giving up what they've collected for me. He's really excited about it. He's really excited. I, I, I'll get to see them. They'll be on the internet. and Yeah, we'll photograph. And all that. 
yes, yeah, going to be great. I'm looking forward. He's at to that. peace with the whole a... process. That's yeah, fun. totally, totally. Not, not the case with, with most hoarders, I what one would suggest. Uh, so he's no, more of a collector. More, well, I suppose so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he's collecting stuff that he understands and knows. You know, and and is clearly. Oh, by the way, the house that they're in, he built from the ground up. The man's a bit of a legend, really. Oh, do you know what? I did a quote for a clearance yesterday, um, talking about building. And the guy was, he started off as a tea boy at Pinewood and became a set designer. And he, all the furniture in the house he made. Unbelievable stuff. Wow. Unbelievable. It'd be nice to be be talented, wouldn't it? That's what I said to the family. I said, I feel like I'm really, really untalented. Should we sit at the kitchen table and talk how it works? Because (laughs) I can't keep looking at all this amazing furniture that uh, a family member has made. It was really clever stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. Everything down from the beds to the uh, furniture and uh, all, all across the house. Absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I did yesterday. Oh, I had a treat today. It was my turn. Uh, we were uh, dealing with a client who's a member of uh, staff at the um, up at Windsor Castle, and I get to go on a little tour and meet some horses. Oh, nice! I tell you, yeah. I mean, talk about uh, you know they're all the ones who are in the trooping of the colour and uh, used mm. to, run, uh, to Queen Elizabeth and all that stuff. Uh, it was so sweet. And oh, the setup, unbelievable. Um, yeah, so that was ten minutes of my uh, of my appointment was um, being like a little boy, and I was wandering around, going, "Wow, <laughs> saw that on the telly." Wow. Uh, so that was good. Fun. So that was good fun. Uh, what have you got coming up, mate? What's coming up in your week or your next month? Next month, um, lots of clearances. Uh, we will be doing our best to upcycle and recycle as much of these contents of these properties as is humanly possible, because that gives me great joy. So the team are working hard, and, yeah, we'll be curating. Oh, and I do have a clearance of a house not too far away that is delivering forward lots of art glass, um, paintings, uh, and fossils. Obviously very good for this part of the world on the Jurassic Coast that we are. so, yeah, we are going to be frantically researching dinosaurs, fossils, and all things prehistoric. So, Mate, that yeah, sounds, you, you, that's, you can't make this amazing. job up, can you? Different no, you every month. I'm interested. I'm interested because I never know. But um, obviously, because I disappear off once we've done the sale. But what um, do we sell most of the fossils to people who are on the Jurassic Coast? Or do we sell fossils to people around the world? A lot of them the go UK. abroad. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them go abroad um, and uh, and all over Europe. And there are, you know, we had big collectors coming down from the other end of the country the last time we did one of these big fossil sales. Um, and some of them were buying one or two fossils and they simply want to add them to their collection. It's a bigger one than they've got or, the, or it's a one that they haven't got, et cetera, et cetera. And then in the the mass lots, you know, they they want to go through them and see if they can spot the the really rare one. God forbid if you get it wrong. That's all I can say. We've had a few lectures over the years selling fossils yeah. down here. Um, it's a mine, don't you? <laughs> it's a it's a minefield. That is not a such a thesaurus. That's a, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, ta- we'll take our lumps on that one, and we'll assume that you're correct because I've got no way of checking. <laughs> so no, so we've got a busy old month, mate. Busy old month. I've got to try and sell a boat again. I don't know if I mentioned it, but there's a boat that I need to try and sell again. It's not come up in conversation. As in, <laughs> did I mention it? I can't. I'm pretty sure I didn't. 
Make sure I didn't. We had a message from a listener saying um, we missed an episode because we were so busy and we took a little break um, saying, oh, when's your next episode out? I need a good laugh. Um, I'm not sure whether she's going to be laughing or uh, ringing up to offer you a big hug to say it'll be all right. I'm not sure where she's going to go with that. <laughs> well, it's you putting 1,200 lots up over two days in flipping Windsor that's going to be doing the same, the, same again, the same again in October. So, uh, yeah, get you ready, get ready for it. Do you know what? It's like, like I always say, it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? It is it's a nice when problem. When business is good um, and, you know, the auctions are going well, you may be a little bit tired, but this is no time to worry. This is no time to whinge because, you know, it's a lovely, lovely problem to have. Isn't it just? Isn't it just? Uh, mate, that's the end of today's little chit-chat, buddy. I think it was more of a rant than a chit-chat. But oh, uh, no, 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 no. I don't think it was a rant. Sorry, um, dear listener, if I've tortured <laughs> you through your 12-speaker stereo system in your car for the last 20 minutes and you've had to turn it down. Um, my apologies. Um, so, uh, Simon. What do you want to tell the listener? Don't buy a boat if you haven't got a tow bar. Dear listener, uh, like, subscribe, write a review. It helps with the algorithm. Don't write a review. <laughs> it helps with the algorithm. I'm not a tow bar. It helps with the algorithm. Oh, mate, I, we don't tell you half the reviews we get that are negative. Oh, good. We don't want to say you Fantastic. No, good. Uh, I don't positive want to review, five stars ideally. Follow us on the socials. We're on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Simon is in control of the Instagram account but has yet, after a year, still not posted. Um, also, there is a, a discount code if you'd like to um, subscribe to the Antiques Trade Gazette. Uh, we're still banging the drum for that lot. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. And, Simon, see you soon, mate. Look forward to it, my friends. Take care, buddy. Cheers, pal. Bye.